We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. This week's guest is Shabnam Curtis. Shabnam, the author of My Persian Paradox, was born and raised in Tehran until 2004. Shabnam teaches memoir writing workshops and has been performing lectures to colleges and universities about her book and the concept of sharing stories. She actively practices variety of storytelling workshops to help people develop deeper empathy towards each other. She is currently working on her second memoir. Her motto is, let's share our stories and create more empathy. Shabnam, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Laurie. It's so good to be here. I am excited for what you have to share because really in today's digital world, storytelling is what it's all about. So I'm sure you have some amazing insights to share with our listeners. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Um, Let's talk about that a little bit. So what experiences um, have, have you gained by sharing your story with others? Oh, wow. Um, a variety of experiences in so many different levels, you know. Um, I I couldn't believe it started even before I um, started writing my memoir. Um, and that's why it actually it encouraged me to write my memoir because um, I was in kind of like you, you want to call it like midlife crisis. Um, and then I was just um, talking to my friends at work, especially because, you know, we spend a lot of time at work. And back then it wasn't pandemic um, at the office. Um, So I have a lot of American friends uh, who were born here around me and we just talked and, you know, chit chatted. And every time I shared one story from my past, I felt better. And then they kind of like got to know me better. Um, and I got to the point that like this past is uh, really bitter, but when I share it with someone else in a in a form of a story, it makes me feel better. And and surprisingly, it makes the 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 audience to feel like, oh my God, I have a very similar experience. And who who would think it, a girl in Iran? you know, 3,000 miles away um, and a girl here grown up in the Midwest in America and we shared experiences. So we just shared stories and that led me to feel like, you know what, I want to write this book Uh, because of writing, because I wasn't a writer. So I started learning to write and then I started looking for communities of writers and then I uh, published the book and then I read the book for other people. And I started having a community of people who shared very similar experiences. Um, it was just it's just growing in so many different ways. And it changed my life. So how did writing your memoir help you look at your life story differently? It was just um, it was just amazing. It, it's been still uh, surprising me. <laughs> 
Um, in general, um, based on what I've learned about writing a story and storytelling, now, you know, put it in perspective, I just see that when you look at your story, it could be your life story like mine, you know, like a life story. Um, you just want to see, um, it's kind of like if we want to put it in a formula, it's like a, a let's say like the simplest one, the three story act. Uh, we want to see what the setup was, what the confrontations or stakes were, and then what was the resolution. And looking at it from, you know, 50,000 point um, view, it's like, oh, I see what happened. I see the cause and effect. And then I don't see myself as a victim anymore because I can see that I tried and I was impacted by the social uh, norms and social limitation, cultural limitations. Um, I can see how I was impacted with other people and how I impacted other people. So it just gave me a sense of belonging and that I'm not a victim. Those bitter experiences actually made me to a more resilient person. I couldn't see it before. I was just whining and I was just feeling really down. But when I wrote this story, I saw it differently. I saw the value that those stakes, those confrontations that I had brought to my life. I love that how you've identified this by reflecting back on the experiences. I think that's really important and powerful, but not only for yourself, but for others to, to see that experience that you have. Um, how has storytelling, how can it make a difference in being, bring deeper social connections in everyday life? It was kind of like, yeah, it was kind of like an exploration because um, when, when you open up, you feel like you're not scared anymore. And I understand that this could be, you know, talking about the dirty laundry, you're not supposed to air them, right? For many, many, many people, um, it's a taboo. And I, I totally understand it. But, but still, we each have a lot of stories. And when we authentically share our stories from that value standpoint, that, you know, I actually made changes because I had some uh, struggles, like everyone else, like, like, like normal life. And when you... Look, at, when you share your story with other people from this point of view, that there was something there, there was, there were struggles, and then this is how I responded. Let's say if you are in a, in a career gathering, um, you know, like nowadays it's all online, but you want to talk about your experience. When you Look at when you share your story of your career and your job experience from this point of view, you, you offer confidence, you offer um, some positive vibe that people can rely on you, um, that basically help others to feel better and also connect with you. 
I don't know if I answered your question. No, I, I think that makes sense. Um, when you identify, when you share your story, it makes it easier for others to really find that common ground and probably eliminate some barriers to wanting to make that connection. Right, right, exactly. And and what I really mean is, um, don't you know, I just recommend to everyone, don't be shy to share your story because you never know because people, people are there to hear stories. And when you talk about your experience in an effective form of storytelling, think about it before when you before you want to talk about it don't just show up unprepared that like oh um i just don't know what obstacles i've had or i never thought about it think about them and think about how you changed them and the value that they brought to your life and the value that you brought to to life then you can share your story a lot more confident and you can see yourself with a very much higher value that people like to connect because mm-hmm. every one of us has it. Totally. We just don't see it. Absolutely. So Shabdan, the, the focus of the show is really on networking and connections. We've, we've had some, some dialogue around this right now. And my goal is to help eliminate or any fears that someone may have when they, when they hear that word networking. So can you help, me do that by sharing with our listeners one of your favorite networking stories or experiences that you've had? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, It all revolves around writing for me uh, because it really changed my life. I, um, you know, I attended some classes and it was good. It was a good beginning to networking. Um, But um, I remember that after two years, I felt like I, I'm just so lonely. I just need to join a community. I just need to find a community as a new writer. I attended a couple of writing clubs and then one of them I really clicked. So I gave myself a chance to, you know, to see which one is proper, more or closer to what I'm doing. And that I started going every month. Um, we started reading each other's um, writings, giving each other's feedback. And um, now after two years, when I look at it, I'm like, wow, we built a community um, that we supported each other, um, not only throughout the writing, even through the publishing, even after my book was published. Um, those people were really helpful to me to spread the word about my book, come to my, um, come to my book launch party. Um, they were like really important part of it. Um, but in the beginning, obviously when the first session I went there, I want to be honest with you, uh, my hands were shaking. I'm like, Oh my God, (laughs) these are all good writers. And I'm sitting here and I have no clue. And English is my second language, but Within a couple of sessions, I was just um, just talking to them because I saw that they were welcoming. Um, I was just comfortable there and we started building up, but building up means we we gave each other a lot of support. Um, and it's it was a small community that grew, but it was really... Um, 
it really meant a lot to me. It it played a big role to me. So we can start with sm- small communities, and you know what? We can start with that shaking our like hands that are shaking and hearts that are beating. And of course, I didn't tell them. Um, but Amy Cuddy says, fake it to make it, right? Yeah. Well, and it's being real and authentic. And I think people right. are naturally attracted to those that are are not fake um, and are showing their vulnerabilities. Uh, the other thing I like is that, you know, there's nothing wrong with a small community. I'm, I'm a big fan of quality over quantity. You'd rather have a couple really close uh, connections than just having a, a big room of people that are, are, are not adding value and supporting. And that's a, that's a really good building block um, that at least for me, it was to get ready to go to bigger communities. Mm-hmm. After that, I started going to bigger seminars, um, you know, with a lot of really good published, well-named authors. And I started talking to them. I started just making connections with them. That small community helped me a lot to feel more confident to go to bigger communities. I 100% agree with that statement. And it's, you know, if you're if you're having a conversation with one person and you're like, oh, I can do this and it's okay, let's have it with two. Let's have it with five and 10 and 50. And, you know, it just kind of continues to evolve and um, you just keep pushing yourself outside of that comfort zone a little further at a time. And before you know it, you've got a voice that's being projected across a huge channel and audience. Exactly. Exactly. Like you take baby steps. Mm-hmm. And in this case, my example is just because I was a really newbie, you know, I was a totally new writer. And obviously it's very natural that I didn't have confidence, but then I started talking and building these communities and it just, um, it just rolled up. It, it was just like a snowball. And I, I loved it. So as you've continued to build your community here, how do you stay in front of and best nurture these relationships? It's basically, um, like I mentioned, I think, um, I I believe in giving and taking in a community, you know. Um, So the community that you start talking to, you start, you know, feeling belonging. um, You obviously you are taking some of it, something out of it. But we have to think about what we can give back to the community. Um, like when um, it was just a couple of months ago, one of the uh, leaders of that writing club that I started with um, a few years ago, he got back to me and he was like, um, we are just going to have a panel for all the writers in our community um, in, that, in that writing club. Um, and if you can also talk some about publishing and your experience and like um, all the stakes that you've um, had to deal with. And I was so happy to do it because it's just like you get and you give, give back. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you have to that business professional who's really looking to grow their network? I just want to focus on how we look at the narrative of our stories and how we communicate it with others. Um, We all have stories, many, many, many of them. And in each community, we share some of them that are related. 
we just like you know i just believe in that like if you are prepared if you looked at your story within your heart and if you ha- if you believe in the values that you've brought to this world it's a little bit of inner work but then you can share a good narrative with a very confident and um authentic point of view with other people in a community and people will be drawn to that authenticity and commun- and, and confidence yeah i agree with that i think there's a lot of truth to that um as we kind of covered a little bit already in some of the previous questions that I've asked. Um, I'm going to move to a fun one here. Shabnan, if you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of less of or differently with regards to your professional career? um, Yeah. As a, I'm sure as a 20 year old, I remember, and I'm sure it, it was even more than what I remember that I wasn't confident. I was confident and I was, vulnerable, didn't want to show my vulnerability. Um, But I wish I knew that the learning curve of everything is, it exists and it's long for some of the experiences that we have um, to, to deal with when we are younger. So when I'm 20, the learning curve on, um, on social life, might be a lot longer than a learning curve on learning a new software because it's just like emotional intelligence that we have to build up but i wish i knew that i wish i knew um or i would tell myself that don't be afraid of mistakes because mistakes are a good part of um, this learning curve Mm -hmm. yep i'd agree with that i think that is extremely important to embrace the learning opportunities. I like to position them that way, as opposed to saying I made a mistake. It's I I had a a great lesson that I learned here. (laughs) That's true. I agree with that. That's true. Yeah. We we really have to change the name of that. You you are right. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think there's a lot of truth to that. So um, Shabnam, we've all heard of the six degrees of separation. Who would be the one person that you'd love to connect with? And do you think you can do it within the sixth degree? <laughs> I love that game. Um, yes. Um, you know, I'm, um, I'm seriously following this um, kind of like existing thinker philosopher that um, I think we are very lucky to have him in America, Ken Wilber. Um, he's, um, he's the person who uh, started researching and talking and teaching about the integral life practice or the integral life theory to uh, basically that the life is inclusive and uh, we how we want to include everyone and every idea and every value um, in our life. Um, although it seems like very controversial, but we can, we can really do that. I'm not there yet, but I really like the practice. So because I uh, read his books, I follow him, I join the community um, that they practice integral life theory. Um, and now I can say, I, I'd love to have a dinner with Ken and just ask all my questions, you know, like uh, it would be just an ideal dinner or visit for me if I could just spend a couple of hours with him one-on-one. 
And I think through the community that I built, because I joined this integral life practice, now I have people that um, are in contact with him and have been working with him directly. So I'm probably the, the third one in the third degree. Oh, cool. Well, I hope that you report back when you actually connect with him and and have um in a fascinating conversation it sounds like that you probably have with oh him. my god that would be my idea yeah but again going back to to the point of community um it's like you said it's it's all possible 100 percent. and and it's just a matter of establishing the relationships and providing value in in order to actually make it happen if you have a defined goal that you're trying to achieve, I'm sure that you can make it happen. Exactly, exactly. Shabnam, I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me. What's a question that you'd like to ask me? Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'd like to hear your uh, point of view. You know, I believe that each one of us um, human beings, we have, we add a good point of view um, collectively um, to this to this life story of all of us. I'd like to hear your point of view about communities and how we can actually make them um, more um, open, you know, with more open, having them with more openness people and make more open-minded people. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, are you talking about like inclusivity and yes, diversity? Like um, which how I think we can actually really create that empathy and compassion. Sure. What do you think? What's, what, you know, because that, you go ahead. Yeah, no, I think that's a fascinating question. Um, and let's see, top of mind. <laughs> I love this because I have no idea what you're going to ask. Um, <laughs> I, I'm hundred percent an advocate for um, people stepping outside of their comfort zone. And, you know, I've interviewed 280, I think your guest number 288. I don't know if that's hundred percent accurate, but wow. individuals from all different backgrounds globally. And I would say first and foremost, we have more in common with each other than people think. Right, right. And second, um, I think understanding someone's perspective is really, really important. So one of the things that I've really personally intentionally sought out to um, implement in my own life is to try to put myself in that other person's shoes to really understand their way of thinking and what their life experiences have been to influence, you know, their mindset at, at that time. Um, I, I think that's a really tough challenge, obviously, not just globally, but locally within our own country. Um, we have some major issues all about that. And um I don't have the answer to that, but I, I wish that more people would be open to listening uh, and understanding the background of someone's upbringing that really influenced their way of thinking as opposed to being so judgmental and closed-minded. 
Wow. Wow. That's why I loved it. I loved to hear it from you because you definitely have a great point of view with, with your experience and everyone you've um, interviewed. Um, And you know what? I, I just feel like you just said it, what I really believe in it. Let's share our stories and let's listen to each other's stories. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think listening, we have to do more listening instead of just shouting out our beliefs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely need to become, um, you know, if we become good storytellers, um, effective storytellers, we capture the audience because it starts releasing, um, I think, serotonin and dopamine in their brain. And they come, you know, kind of like naturally become good listeners because mm-hmm. they are captured. Uh, so it works both ways. And I hope we can all do that. I agree a hundred percent. That is a big challenge. <laughs> I really appreciate your question. That was a fun one. It made me really kind of dig deep. Uh, so thank you for that. Well, thank you for your great answer. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have any final word of advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? I think, um, uh, well, I think you said it all, but uh, I just want to emphasize on um, the the matter of it's okay to share our stories um, without Fear, without the fear of judgment. You know, some people want to hear our stories and some people are not ready. And it's not about us. People's emotions are about them. Um, and if someone reacts in a way that we don't like to see or hear, it's okay. Let them just uh, have it in the corner of their mind. But you still share your story. And one day, maybe later in their life, they will think about it. It's okay. I think that's great. I think that's a great way to kind of wrap up this episode and this conversation. Um, Shabnam, if anyone was interested in connecting with you or if you've got something to share with our listeners, what is the best way that they can reach you? Thanks, Lori. Um, you know, if you if you search Shabnam Curtis, it all comes up in Google. Um, my Instagram, my Facebook uh, Twitter, they all have open messages, um, open open messaging. Um, my book website, myperjanparadox.com and my blog, shabnamcurtis.com, they also get messages. So um, I appreciate it. And I would love to hear from everyone about our conversation or anything related to that. That's great. We will include all of that information in our show notes. Thank you so much for your time on the show today. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Super fun conversation. All right. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Shabnam for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, uh, connect with us on Facebook or reach out and connect with me on LinkedIn. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.